Hey, everybody. This is Hal from the Nation of Conversation. If you enjoy our show and you've not yet left us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts, go and do that right now. Not only does it help new people find the show, but also the more reviews we get, the more likely it is we're going to be unlocking that sweet, sweet merch so that you can wear us on your backs, put us on your wall, and have us wherever you go. And you can leave a great review just like Captain Awesome Plan who wrote, Ah, podcast listeners, don't you dare be sour. Clap for your new favorite wrestling podcast and feel the power. It's a good review. Yes, it is. Go leave yours right now. Tights and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel and there's guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and With Mike, Hal, and Danielle. I thought that was going to work out. And then I immediately was like, I have to punt. Why am I sad all right of a sudden? Now. <laughs> what? Wait till I do the piano music next week. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Hal Lublin. I did not have mumps. <laughs> and I want to know... Who wants to talk with Elias? Oh, that's like good. It. That's good. <laughs> good job. Good. good job, Julian. That was great. That was a good one. I, by the way, little inside baseball. I've seen Julian work on these, but I've seen him like he pours through different lists of names. He's constantly working on this. And he'll sometimes, I know you've crowdsourced too, right? <laughs> No, the names are all me. I've They're never all you. Like, I never, should do that. That'd be a lot easier. <laughs> never crowdsource. You know what? Why don't you get involved at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights. You can give us suggestions or at tights fights and you can bank them, Julian, if you just need them. <laughs> I'm sure okay he's got some out? super psychotic long like a note in his phone. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's like. <laughs> Sometimes they'll just come to me when I'm watching a movie. I'm like, right. sorry, I got to step out for a minute. Wake up in a cold sweat. Like, <laughs> who wants to walk without lights? Genius. <laughs> his fiance is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Eddie, this is all to say that I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, <laughs> the franchise pod player, Daniel Radford. What up? The franchise. And Captain OME, Mike Eagle. I love that. Ooh, I love it. that's good. I don't get that. What is it? Captain OME. I'm pretty sure it's Captain EO, right? Is it like no, Captain? it's from, because Becky's been calling herself Captain B. Yeah, she's been calling oh! herself Captain B for Captain Blue. Got it. Got it. Sorry, I don't watch enough YouTube. WWE yeah. stuff. That sounds like a. Yeah, you were that, on tour. It's well, fine. Yeah. Well, Even Captain, when I'm home, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't make it to the YouTube stuff. I watch everything. You're the best of us. You Everybody are. Everybody knows you it. You are. I give I'm it up to you, man. You find shit every week. I am like how. Dude, yeah. half the time I'm watching this shit on my phone as I go from job to job. <laughs> Well, we've got tons of things to talk about this week, from WWE's latest talent releases to the ongoing Built to Survivor series and more. But first, Monday Night Raw was an evening full of returns, the first being Stephanie McMahon, who had this to say to Kurt Angle about letting Shane McMahon get the jump on Raw. Who let that happen? There's only one person, and that is you! 
You say you built your career on three eyes, intensity, integrity, and intelligence. Well, maybe I should add a fourth, Kurt, incompetence. Interracial love. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, remember, Jason Jordan's mom is white. We don't know how that happened. <laughs> and this feels like something you can set your watch and your calendar to. Yeah. That around this time, Stephanie will come back and or Triple H will come back. But also, as an employer, if you have a series of people who work for you that quit or get fired, at a certain point, you got to look in the mirror for where the real problem lies. Yeah, high turnover. Man, it's like back when I was working at GameStop. <laughs> Do you feel like this is an effective use of Stephanie? Was this the right time to bring her back? I get it. I just, I liked it better, honestly, when it was just like that Becky explanation, again, on YouTube. Beck explanation. Hello. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, wow. Write, write that down, Julian. Um, <laughs> but just, I liked it better when, it, when, when her thing was like, yo, people treat us like the B show. They get one more hour. They get more, you know, they always get to, to main event our pay-per-views when we do joint pay-per-views. They always get more. I kind of like that better than just like regular old set your watch to it, McMahon versus McMahon. And what is it about Stephanie where she just don't want to be cheered ever? Like, she just <laughs> never <laughs> wants people to smile at her. She wants to come out <laughs> and you have this little second of potential where she might, she might be a nice person. And then she triples down on the meanness every year. She clearly loves being a heel more than anything else. And also, like, I appreciate the, the fact that she knows, like, hey, everybody knows I sign everybody's paychecks. It is too much for me to also be the good guy. Ever since she turned on her dad, it's just, she's, like, the best natural heel. You know, the thing about wrestling, though, especially when it comes to the McMahons and, and people we don't see very often, like, we just grow a fondness for them. The easiest thing to do would be for them to just take advantage of that. And I'm here, let me say one nice thing, and then you all can love me, and I can go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, to me, that's, like, the natural thing to do. But, like, I feel like she turns it on its ear. Because Vince, every time he comes back, you don't know which Vince you're going to get. And we pop when he comes down. We, when true. his music hits, we pops until yeah. he says the mean thing. And then we're like, oh, he's, oh, he's you're mean, mean old Vince, Vince time. again. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you were nice, Vince, yeah. and it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> they get to pull off a turn every single time every they come out. Every single time they come out. Trips does the same thing, too, where sometimes he comes out and he's, you know, in in, in real life, he's NXT daddy trips. Right. And then, you know, he just decides it, it, from match to match if he's going to be good yeah. guy trips or he, bad guy he, trips. Babyface is so hard in NXT that I feel like his is a little bit more balanced where like Stephanie is like a heel almost exclusively. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Triple H is like Bret Hart in 96, 97. Right, in when he goes NXT, he's a face. <laughs> and then when he's, when he's everywhere else, he's a heel. So now Angle is the captain of Team Raw. And Shane McMahon is the captain of Team SmackDown. There are almost no stakes other than he led the attack. Now, Daniel Bryan's been, did a stretcher job. Really smart way, by that the way, amazing. to imply that he took a Fucking bump. Fucking incredible. Um, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, yes. This is the shit they do on Lucha. That's why I like Lucha. This was the most Lucha segment in the entire it world. Was. Everything goes dark. A demon comes out and chokes a man with no neck. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to say, I hope that... That in the promos leading up to Survivor Series, they play more on the history between Angle and McMahon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because remember, when I watched Raw, I was like, hold on, well, Kurt, when Shane was here last week, you should have dressed him down and then told it, like, last time you and I were face to face, I threw you through a window. Right. Right. You sure you want to step in here right now? Because I'll drop you in front of everybody and embarrass you. Again. I mean, but Kurt's, Kurt's character since he's been GM has been very kind of like... Uh, deer in the headlights, let mm. me try to like 
uh, keep all of these plates spinning. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of makes a little sense. I mean, but also that's what made it awesome when in a TLC match, when he came back and just for a second he had that stare, mm-hmm. you know, that the Kurt Angle terror stare. So, yeah, it, it will be good. And hopefully maybe in the match, you know, he flips into that a little bit. But yeah, his character has been very, like, anxious. Yeah. Oh, that's why he can't say words right. Um, <laughs> but also, also because he has a neck on the back of his neck. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had to. His neck has a battery pack like those iPhones. They had. They, you, you have to reinforce it. <laughs> when the walls come tumbling down, you got to put some more beams in that wall. But also, with something I think about in this match, like how is Shane going to be an entertaining and competent wrestler in this match without something to fall off of? He didn't fall off anything in the the AJ Styles match. People can carry him, and, and in a 10-man match, he doesn't have to do as much. Yeah. I think they can... He'll give he'll give us the coast to Midwest and then everyone yeah. will pop. I mean, he'll shuffle it, shuffle and jab. <laughs> is it no DQ? Is it? Can he use trash cans and sticks? And I things? don't think so. I think Ron it's. Ron got counted out last year. Remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They have countouts and DQs and everything. Well, so I don't know. It might be a stress for Shane. To, yeah, they gonna have to make it DQ because so, he he's not he he ain't hitting anything if he ain't got a trash can. <laughs> he's probably just practicing everybody on Raw's finishers right now. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be his entire offense is Raw finishers. Just do the thing where where they're all stacked up. Against one another, so that he only has to jump to the middle. <laughs> It'll be dominoes. It's fine. But let's talk about returning stars, uh, including Nia Jax and Samoa Joe. We don't know for sure why Nia was gone. Right. A lot of rumor and innuendo about that, and obviously, mostly by people who are not in the business or employed by the business at all. So <laughs> it's easy for us to go, "Well, she's very upset because of the storylines." I heard. Does that seem plausible? Like she's real young in the industry to to be walking out. I guess for me, when I hear that she might have been walking out, the first thing I was thinking is how little are they paying Nia Jax? Mm. Because they would have to be paying her very little and also not paying her very much for um, for Toad Steve's for it to be worth it for her to walk out. I mean, I can see people telling her if you're unhappy, leave. But to straight up be like, no, walk out and teach them a lesson. The thing is, Nia is amazing. I love Nia Jax. I, I love her as a character. I love her as a wrestler. But there were other women who will take that monster role. Mm. Um, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. So, like, she's not... It helps that she's got the... Mo- you know, because she's also doing Toad Steve's, which comes back tonight. And I'm very excited about. Um, <laughs> so she's. So there's that. I don't buy that she's just walking out unless it's something that's, like, egregious. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? I really don't know. I do feel like the way that they had Alexa Bliss, and I'm not sure if the company put her up to it, but she had mentioned something in the press about Nia just basically taking a refresher or something like that. And I think just the mention of that makes me feel like it wasn't anything like a real walkout. And I think sometimes when WWE has people out to do things akin to like cosmetic surgeries and little stuff that they don't need, this Mm -hmm. medical Oftentimes, they don't give you an explanation why, right. for why somebody's suddenly and gone. And sometimes, even could, if they have them shooting right. a movie, they won't right. tell you. So it could easily be any one of those things. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she's back and, you know, looked to be in a good position coming and it, back. Yep. So. And if anybody knows, it's, I mean, her and Alexa Bliss are like best friends. Right. So if anybody would know, it would be Alexa. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Samoa Joe. Yay! Who's back, cut a great promo. Bwah, 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 bwah. Bwah, 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 Destroyed <laughs> Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil. In my mind, there's nowhere you can go with him outside of putting him right back in the main event. That's that's where he belongs. Yeah, that's where he Is belongs. Is there anything you could do with him right now that would be satisfying from, from an audience perspective 
other than having him vying for that universal title? Who is there left for him to feud with right now? I have no idea, but I also don't know what the main event picture is right now. You've got the Shield, which is embroiled in a six-man tag thing with The Miz and whoever he's tagging up with. And mm-hmm. Brock is wrestling gender at the next pay-per-view. I mean, and I don't see them doing Samoa Joe Brock again instantly. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with a part-time champion. How could we know the last time we saw the Universal title defended was in August? Hmm. That is almost three months ago, for those of you counting. By Survivor Series, it will be three months. So that'll be three months, no title defense. If he defends it again at the Royal Rumble, then we've had to wait five months. We did we did this before. Mm. We did this in 2014. It did not work. The idea that, well, now the, the Intercontinental title gets more heat and that becomes more important, that main events the show, giving it to Miz does that on its own. You could still have a world champion. Now we have no picture there. But J- Joe belongs there. He was the best challenger to Brock Lesnar that they've had in a long time in terms of a good match. Even apart from the actual holder of the title not being around, I mean, Joe needs a strong baby face to feud with. And who do they even have? Right, because he's already, he's done Finn. Yeah, and Finn, oh my God. I mean, Finn is, I mean, Finn just got squashed by Kane and then, you know, tombstone by Kane again. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and he is probably the big, is he not? I mean, other than the shield, but the shield, like we say, they're off, you know, doing shield things right now. (laughs) Well, who who else? Who is a baby face? I will tell you funny. You should ask not a baby face, but maybe a tweener, maybe turning baby face. Uh, One person Joe might match up well with is Braun Strowman, who somehow survived death by trash compactor to terrify the Miz. Here's a clip. Uh, y'all, the, y'all, know, y'all don't see Thank Daniel. You. Daniel's holding her face together. Oh right my now. goodness! Why are we? Why are we doing? Cut off her mic. Come on! Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. truck. Go around it. Tell them to move. Tell them you have WWE superstars on, man. in your limo. I love everything about a magic garbage angle. <laughs> Every <laughs> boy. He really, he must have people uh, in his family work in the transportation industry. I he just, is always in and around. How is the story not that Braun is a thief? He's constantly a thief and a kidnapper. First, he steals the ambulance, mm-hmm. and he has that guy driving him around for state to state for like a month. Now he done stole somebody's garbage truck, and he's got that man away from his family for a week. But, what is, what look, is this thing with look, stealing people's look. cars? He, he <laughs> was in the trash compactor. Mm-hmm. He got out of the trash compactor to go leave some garbage in the Miz's room. <laughs> yeah. Then got back in the trash compactor. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Is there a YouTube video of him planning the trash bag? Like, <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I'm gonna put some dry cups in here. <laughs> now, how you know I would have already put that over if that <laughs> you already know I would have put it over. I love Broad, and I love that. Yeah, he it, like what's what vehicle is next? Oh, what's he God. gonna steal? An air, helicopter, Shane. He's coming for Shane. Man, we go we gonna go back and we gonna find out either he was he's in charge of what happened to the helicopter or he was the dude who blew up Vince's limo like there's, he went back in time couldn't we also have him on a little tricycle like oh a, give me bro like a tricycle those, never the the really like the super overweight cowboy twins who rode around on little mopeds I do give him a little moped a little moped and then he can steal somebody moped from city to city could you imagine you hear the bra and then you hear <laughs> ooh or he like rides a, up to the uh, ring he could do one of them hostess trucks and get them fresh Twinkies. I love it. <laughs> Where's Braun Strowman? Oh, 
Oh, good Lord. Well, speaking of things that are fun, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens continue to be adorable together. Here's a clip. I am going to lead Team SmackDown to victory over Raw at Survivor Series, and then Shane McMahon will owe us. Then we get everything we've ever wanted. This is going to be our show. That's perfect. This is going to become the Kevin and Sammy show. <laughs> this is going to become the Sammy and Kevin show. Oh, you know what? Heart. It already is. It already, it already is. is. <laughs> They're the best thing on the show. And it's a great... It makes you realize how deep SmackDown is. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, they're a deep show. It feels competitive. It feels like both shows have a lot going on. Since the brand split, there have been a lot of times where we go, SmackDown is clearly superior to Raw. Raw is clearly superior to SmackDown. Now it feels like both brands are heating up, putting on good shows. Right. They have interesting angles. I think Mahal is finding his stride as a heel. I agree. Like, it's all happening at a great time. Like, this is the best time of year to be a wrestling fan. From Survivor Series through WrestleMania, it is five months, about five months of Christmas. It's so great. Also, so you know when he left and they had uh, Trips come in and twerk and all that stuff, Trips still paid Kevin for that show. Wow. Aw. Yeah, man. I saw that was like a nice thing to mention. He's got kids. He's got kids. And those zoo memberships are expensive. Man, he, he must be a member at Airy Zoo. Yeah. You know he got a brick with his name on it at every <laughs> zoo across this country. I bet he has a map of the world with all the zoos on it, and he marks off each one he's been to. Oh, my God, with the red string. Yeah. Oh, he's an enthusiast. <laughs> wow. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm just trying to endear myself to it. Becky Lynn. She's like, we'd be pals. I like dad jokes. Uh, let's talk about things that are less fun but apparently very significant, like Kane coming in to completely dominate everyone he's in the ring with. So he's destroyed Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and even Daniel Bryan. It's like it's 1998 all over again. There's a dominant Kane who no longer has pyro because they don't do pyro anymore. Which is the weirdest thing. (laughs) Does this hold any interest for you as a fan? They're building him up. Why? For Braun? Uh, For uh, his election? What is Glenn getting out of this? uh, um, Yeah. To me... It's clearly for Braun. I mean, he came out talking about Braun. He threw Braun in a trash compactor. So I think that they're building him up as a monster heel for, like you said earlier, a face Braun to face. Uh, I think that's where things are headed. And I also feel like this is probably Kane's goodbye tour. I mean, this is probably yeah, his last. Yeah, this might be the end of Libertarian Kane. And this, I think this is the best use of a Kane that's probably on his way out, is to have him be a monster one last time. Mm, and then have him put over Braun exactly. even bigger. I, I think it works great, you know, as long as it's temporary. And I think it has no choice but to be. Yeah, no, because you can't go off and be mayor of whatever'sville and then also be a spooky demon on Monday <laughs> night. Like, you just, you can't. It's not going to pull well, you know? (laughs) Let's talk about some quick shots from this week. What do you think about Asuka getting an honest-to-goodness squash match? Good. Well, you know what I've been, what I was thinking about today, and this I know this leads into what we're going to talk about later, but it's like, they knew they were going to get rid of Emma. Did that match really have to be competitive between Asuka and Emma if they knew they were letting Emma go in a week? Maybe that was their goodbye, being like, we know we're going to let her go. Let's go ahead and let her have a good match on the way out the door. I don't get that. Yeah, I, I I don't get it either. I didn't have a problem with it when when I thought it was going to be around. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about that. 
Uh, what do you think about Ziggler losing that two out of three falls match to Bobby Roode? Is this really on the script? <laughs> I'm sorry, Julian. I know you work hard to put it together, as we mentioned, but... <laughs> like, I, 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 first of all, I think both guys are immensely talented. I do not like Bobby Roode as a face. Mm. And I get. I guess the story is Vince likes the entrance music. It's like, well, he's a baby face, pal. They sing along to the music. But he was set, he was a much more effective heel. I don't know what his character is outside of a guy who says no glorious. One positive I take away from this program is I do feel like Bobby Roode is increasing his charisma to match up with the song and the gimmick. Agreed. And so I agree. He's, I still don't know who his character is. I think that has a lot to do with his look, though, because I think like... The entrance and the robe is one thing. When you take all this stuff off, he just looks like a regular dude. He looks like somebody's stepdad, like, you know, with the <laughs> with the beard and the crew cut. You know what I mean? I think he has to do something a little bit more flamboyant with his skull somehow to, like, match up with that entrance and the robes. I kind of want him to go with the stepdad gimmick and have his finishing okay. maneuver be, like, take you for ice cream and try too hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a submission. <laughs> Hey, I thought we could go to the arcade. Tap, 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 tap. Uh, all right. I bought you an Xbox. <laughs> Let's play it together. I'm good at Halo. So Sin Cara's been getting in offense on Baron Corbin. Does this feel like a, an attempt to elevate him into the mid card, or are they just serving him up to be a, a, a juicier win for Baron Corbin? Looks credible to me. I like the mask thing. I like that they're letting him talk and be passionate, and it doesn't sound generic. It sounds unique to the character. Um, so, you know, given some time on the mic, maybe he can become a little bit more of a stronger promo, get more comfortable, and, you know, maybe that can go somewhere. I mean, he ultimately he's going to lose. Yeah, he needs for something. sure. He's he is good and he's talented. I don't know which one we're on now. Which Sinkara are we on? We're on the second one. Still. We're still on the second yeah. one. Still on the okay. Second one. If his thing is so generic, you can just anybody can be Sinkara. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's a problem. So yeah, letting him talk more, letting him letting him do more stuff, letting him be something other than just an empty suit with which you can put any luchador into um, is great. Uh, by the way, anybody can be Sinkara is a great catchphrase. <laughs> anybody can be Sinkara. <laughs> like relatable, oh, you know. Yeah. Let me say it as Sinkara. Anybody can be. <laughs> hey, cut some vents in that mask, everybody. Yeah, Put do, some mesh on there. We do need a little bit of a mouth off. It's gonna cut promos. Yeah, yeah. For, you, you it could be a, a pop filter instead of like a layer of foam. <laughs> what on earth? Like, don't gag. Is he gagged also under there? <laughs> <laughs> or just lift it? Be like Spidey. Lift it. No, up. that's how it is. You, you, they, they take you out into the back alley. They beat you up, and when you wake up, you're Sinkara now. <laughs> <laughs> or if you kill the previous Sinkara, the Santa Claus kicks in, and then you become Sinkara. <laughs> That's Tim Allen under that mask, guys. We figured sense. it out. Okay, finally. Plenty of costumes on Raw. In particular, we had Anderson and Gallows coming out as Chad Too Bad Ooh. and Tex Ferguson from Southpaw Championship Wrestling. Boy. Only to lose to Beauty and the Man Beast. I- I'm going to say Ooh. this. I, the match is being panned, and it, it, look, it sucks. It's it's. It's there for laughs. It's not there. To, it's not an Iron Man match. But I really loved Gallows wearing the pumpkin over his head and having it turned the wrong way when he heard the bell, thinking that they had won. That was fun. How very Festus of him. It was yeah. super Festus. But it was fun. Like it's a fun little. That's like one of those little dumb details that shows like this guy puts thought into what he does and, and then he's talented. You know what? We also got Alicia Fox as the captain. Oh yeah, her. 
She sounds so unhinged in all of her problems. I love her. I know. She's so I love unhinged. her so much. I will say, having very briefly met her, she was very, very nice. That's good. Like, super nice person. So it's cool to see her on TV. Like, I'm saying that, like, you know, my good buddy, Alicia Fox. <laughs> Alicia Fox. <laughs> if you have any thoughts about this week in wrestling, let us know about it at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights or at tightsfights on Twitter. When we come back, we'll take a look at WWE's recent firings. That's up next. On Tights and Fights. Hey there, folks. I'm writer and performer Dave Holmes, and I host International Waters, where we pair a team of comedians in LA against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture trivia battle royale. Comedians like Elizabeth Lame. Can I ask yeah. you, is that a chasm or a chasm that you just discovered between you and Joe? Chasm. <laughs> a chasm. Okay. Nobody says chasm. <laughs> nice try. Uh, do you say chasm? Were you trying to soft? Pitch your idea of saying chasm. Well, I've just learned something, you guys. <laughs> April Richardson. In high school, I cut my hair really short. Yeah. But in between, I got a mullet as a joke. Like, I went to the place and I was yeah. like, okay, cut it all except the back and I'll have that for like a day. And then I started like getting my feelings hurt. Yeah. So people were like openly laughing at me. And many more. Join us every other week on International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Tyson Fights Podcast. Tyson Fights. Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined in the booth by Danielle Radford and Mike Eagle. Every so often, we like to give something from the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Only a select number of people become wrestlers in the WWE. Even fewer stay with the company for a lengthy career. Sometimes talent leaves on its own, but usually they're unceremoniously fired. And that's what happened this week. So Darren Young, Summer Rae, and Emma are all gone, for those of you uh, keeping score at home. Two of them don't feel like as big a deal. That Darren Star, his big value for a while was the Be A Star campaign. Mm -hmm. Was that he was Mm -hmm. like anti-bullying and and it, it almost felt like it was a notch in the belt to have him on the roster and because they, they weren't using him well and they they did try they did try to have him come back with the make it darren young great again thing and then yeah. he got injured yes and so he's been off but it did seem like he wasn't on television very often and he was mostly used to be like you know hey it's okay to be different look at me i'm different bullying sucks and yet they never used that as a – that was never his gimmick. I am so – yeah. I, completely I, different off uh, off camera than he was uh, – off wrestling show camera yeah. than he was when he was on the public relations, uh, yeah. you know, than when he was on it rather. There's no way I would have wanted them to touch that. I don't think that I, – I don't trust for that to have been handled sensitively. I mean, you remember. I mean, they had done some press stuff saying that they were going to do some stuff with – some uh, LGBTQ characters, and then they had that one guy get squashed by Braun Strowman. He said because he wanted like big sweaty men, or you know what I mean. They just mm-hmm. they don't have any nuance or touch right. with that sort of thing. But I never saw the uh, the be a star stuff he was doing. Did he did he show a different kind of personality on those? I didn't. He I was just very him. like motivational speaker. Like, hey yeah. guys, d- don't be a bully. I'm Darren Young. Mm. Obviously, you you know you can't go into the kids and be like millions of dollars, millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you don't have millions of dollars, you can still be a star. Like whatever. Like obviously he wasn't gonna do that. 
Making moves, making moves. Everybody respect each other moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please keep that forever, Julian. That is... <laughs> Wait, that give, that's our first ringtone. That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when they brought him back with Backland, they had a unique opportunity to do something there. But then, you know, they have him with this manager trying to motivate him, and he just lost all the time. And they have a real problem with that. Like, they give people a fresh start, and then they start them off as jobbers. And, like, yeah. and his entire thing is make me great again. It's like, we're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we sat here for weeks, and we waited. So, Summeray was someone who got injured right before the brand split. Wow, well, and, she, and she was out for a while because she was working on Marine um, Twenty, Marine Fifteen, and Marines go home or whatever. <laughs> she was one of those people who was like, she was, she wasn't a terrible wrestler, but she never really was brought in a wrestler. She was there as a performer, and a, she valet was a valet, for a, while. a manager. But even that, well, she, she was never... great in NXT. In NXT, like you have to remember, she is what got Sasha and Charlotte both over his heels. Right. Like that does not work without Summer Rae. So we do have to give it up for her. For yeah. That. Just I just never saw any of that. You nope. Know? That didn't. That never translated over yeah. to the main roster. And it felt like they didn't have anything for her. They just haven't had anything for her at a time when they could have continued to expand the women's roster. I mean, they had more women sort of in the right. offing. And she was one of them who could have been brought in in a, in a variety of capacities. And she is good. Like, if you remember when she, um, when they were doing that Dolph, Rusev, Lana, Summer nonsense. Yeah. But she had a couple of chances where she wrestled and it was like, oh, that's, oh, that's pretty. Oh, that's pretty. She was a lingerie football player. Or look at that player. camel clutch or whatever. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's an athlete. Mm-hmm. I think there are people who are kind of third down running backs where they're brought in situationally. They're not the everyday player. And she was one of those people. She was with Fandango for a while. That was sort of her, her big break in. But then it was, we need somebody to, for, for, this, uh, for this angle with Lana and Rusev. We'll put Summer Rae in there. We need somebody to accompany Brizango for she's great like talking. a month. Let's put her in there. And she made the best of all those opportunities. And the baffling part to me about all of this is it doesn't seem like this is a good time for them to skim the women's roster especially when we always talk about how there's only like four ladies in the division i mean if you have these other women around under contract i don't understand why you don't do something with them i'm wondering if we're going to be getting a huge they're they're preparing us for some more call-ups from nxt and then having some of the may young women who are primed to go in nxt to kind of take those slots like i'm wondering if we might get an iconic duo that's I hope terrible. so. Sometimes iconic. It's iconic. I'm not even waiting so long. <laughs> iconic duo. <laughs> but you know, it, it does it does make me wonder if that's why, um, because they know that they're going to be bringing up some people from NXT soon. Finally, Emma, super talented. No, I don't know. They tried to separate her and Dana, which was dumb because Dana still needed her. Yeah, they needed each other. They needed each other. Yeah, it's just a it's a shame. She could go. She had two good matches with Asuka. But it's also a good thing cuz she can go make money somewhere else. She go make that money. She 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 will get she will get swooped up by someone. Emma Emma the, the, uh, it's just disapp- not I mean, it's disappointing the word. She just seems to be so naturally fit for WWE and and she was a person who I felt like every twist and turn, she was just making it work. And, you know, we all know that the fashion model, swimsuit model Emily gimmick thing, thing yeah. didn't 
didn't well, work you can't out. Ma- look, you, look, you can't make an Eva Marie. Right. <laughs> like, True. You can't make an Eva Marie. Like, that was that was organic, and then they keep trying to make other people Eva Marie, and it's like, nah, you can't make someone with that nuclear heat. But, like, it's not going to happen. So these firing reports seem to come out with more regularity and magnitude every year. Is that a sign that WWE's talent bed is so deep that they can't keep them all? Or are they just making bad decisions and not letting people be stars? I mean, we, we talk about a, that Raw has a weak mid-card, and SmackDown could have a deeper main event scene. However, there's a finite amount of time every week, and there are already enough people, even with these three people being cut, there were enough people who weren't getting enough camera time. So are they just I too just... big to have all of these people on a roster? We have to remember that uh, WWE is a product, and they are in the business of wrestling stuff that works. They are not in the business of helping people build their characters. That is your business. You do it, and you bring it to us. And whatever the shiny thing is, that's what's going to get their attention. They're not invested in any of these people's careers in the same way that they are, because they don't have to be, because there will always be more. You almost have to look at it like, you know, well, why isn't MTV playing more of blah, blah, blah's music? And why isn't they, you know, why isn't this person, if you look at it that way, like... You know, it seems like they should be invested, but that's what NXT is for. You learn the thing, there's where they invest in you, and then after that, you're kind of on your own. So um, I think it's just a case of, look, if you got what it got and, you, and you're hitting, then we'll use you. If, if you're not seeing anything from you, we're going to go with the next guy. Shape up or ship out. I think that that's uh, how they see uh, it. That's, just, that's such a disappointing philosophy of true and... I don't know, when you think back to the Attitude Era, and as much as Vince Russo is maligned, he wrote something for, like, everybody on that roster up and down, and they all felt useful, and they all had a storyline, even if it was horrible. Like, every segment seemed to have some stakes and have room for a character to try to get over. I think the problem now is if they're expecting people to come up and be fully formed and ready to get over, they're not necessarily writing opportunities for everybody to do that you know right but now they're at a point where they can just take the next hottest guy from you know the indies they can just they can just get a ricochet they can just call you know bring drew mcintyre and all these guys in and get them ready because those people are people who made a name for themselves it's almost like it's something we talk about a lot in comedy where it used to be this thing of you go on the road you do a bunch of shows you get jfl Someone scoops you up and the industry makes you. And that's not how it works anymore. Like if you want to be a writer, people want to see that you've already done stuff on your own because social media exists, because we all have cameras in our pockets. They want you to go out and create and prove that you can do the thing. And then they'll give you money to do the thing that you've already been doing. And I think that's maybe how they're looking at it with these wrestlers is like, well, you know, if go out there, go into the world, become big on the indies and then we'll bring you back when you've done all the work. And there are plenty of cases of people coming back and being successful after being cut. Drew McIntyre is now NXT champion. Jinder Mahal is now the WWE champion. Of these three, who has the best shot at coming back and being successful? Who do you think will be back first? Emma. <sighs> yeah, I, I guess it would be Emma. My problem or my difficulty with answering that question is I can't really see any of the three of these really on the Indies. And I know they'll probably all go. I just... The indies I know, the the PWG, the Wrestle Circus, the Evolve, like, these don't seem to me to be, like, 
the people, and I don't know this about any of them, but the people who grew up their whole lives wanting to wrestling would have did it anyway if there was never a WWE. And that seems to be the environment on the indies now. Right. And I wonder, you know, if, if this is going to be a good fit for any of them and if any of them will get a chance to flourish. If they do, that's great. And hopefully they do get to show, uh, like Daniel says, like, you know, different parts of the personalities and get over and bring something back to the table. I just, I look at the WWE product right now and I just, I don't see people getting a lot of those opportunities. I mean, because you can take a, Kenny Omega came in right now and if only thing they ever wrote for Kenny Omega was to like, you know, wear a pumpkin backwards on his head. You know what I mean? And like, he doesn't get the chance to get over. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's that's really missing right now. If if they're not going to, if they're going to cut people, I would love for them to get like a shot to do something and, you know, and not to get brought in, brought back in with Bob Backlund and make him great again. And then he loses. Like, I don't understand what he can do with that, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, I do. Summer Rae has been doing a bunch of writing. Mm-hmm. I think that she had one of in one of the the lady magazines. She wrote something about like self esteem or self confidence or whatever. I know. I'm sure she's also working it so she can be an influencer, sure. which is a real career that it you can is. really make money. And yo, she'll be selling them with teeth whiteners and protein packs for as long as she keeps it tight. And Darren Young, I think he will still do well on the motivational speaker tour. Emma is the only one that I expect will show up somewhere. And it's, I hate to say that part of it is because, like, she doesn't really have anything else. But, and and that might speak to how much she dedicated herself to wrestling. Like, you know, she's, I don't see her being an influencer. I don't see her being a motivational speaker. She had her cooking show, which is cool, but that's not, that's still going to be a hobby. You know, making money from from making healthy, you know, strawberry cheesecakes. Um, (laughs) But maybe she could. Maybe she could go off and do fitnessy model stuff. But I just, I feel like she'll be the one that we wind up seeing, you know, in somebody shimmer or, Mm. you know, I think, I think that she could do great in uh, Shikara. I think Man, that, that would just do... seem like oh, just oh, <laughs> you know, when you've just been working in, and at the scale that she's yeah. been working at, and, and and as hard as she was doing it, that's gonna that's gonna be a tough transition into those you know VFWs. I agree. You know what I mean? That's gonna be a tough a tough switch up. Well, if you've got any thoughts on the recent releases and wrestlers that you can think of that you wish had never been fired, let us know at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. When we come back, it's time for three things we love from wrestling. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Going into a bullseye interview, I know that it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's it's an actual conversation and you know sometimes it gets real. No, but my mother, I remember my. I remember when I got, <laughs> this is going to become a therapy session very quickly. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm in therapy. That was a great interview. Bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Daniel Rapper And Michael Eagle. Every week we have the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the Three Count. <laughs> Danielle. I'll stop. I'll stop. Danielle, you're, you're up the first. the worst person I've ever met. Oh, you want to put over? <laughs> wrestling. Podcast. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm deceased. So I am putting over, uh, as we all know, um, there are many John Cena's. I don't know which John Cena this is, but apparently one of them 
uh, felt like he had. He don't have the time for nothing. He can't show up for none of Nikki's family stuff. He barely shows up for tapings. He can't, he doesn't have time for anything, but he had time to make a moody, black and white ass video of oh, him playing it. Pixies on piano. And that's what I'm putting over because what? he's a crazy person. And every time we learn something about him, it's like weirder and weirder. I'm telling you, one of these days, we gonna find out. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is my theremin. I make them. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here's a, here's a clip this of that. This is my uh, horse head collection. Moody P. Wow. Yeah. And he's just, it's black and white, and he's just moodily playing. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Project Mayhem just blew up the... <laughs> For sure he's masturbated to this video already, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's... Um, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know. He's such a weird dude. He's such a weird dude. Um, but I love it. Like, do you think that, like, sometimes he makes... He's like, Nicole, you're going to put on your dress. And after we have dinner... I'm going to play the piano for you. And you're going to lay on the piano. And then after we're done, the men will go into the men's room and smoke cigars, and the women will go into the women's room. When, when prompted, you will slowly dance in a circle. <laughs> you're, Nicole, you were probably expecting this to be a pretty woman situation with the piano, but it won't be. <laughs> I just want you to hear how good I am at this, and then I'm going to go smoke cigars and ask other people about their lives and dispense great advice. Uh, uh, N N Nicole, Nicole, uh, I just had the piano cleaned. Please, uh, I, I know that you're not going to want to wear panties. <laughs> Put on your hazmat suit and get onto the piano, Nicole. <laughs> and now I have to go listen to human beings to see how they talk. <laughs> Nicole, I'm going to play the piano and then report back to the mothership. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I love it. Oh I love it. Mike, <laughs> Well, there's a certain cruiserweight goes by the name Drew Gulak, who, when I first was introduced to him via the Cruiserweight Classic, he wrestled mostly like uh, like kind of Zack Sabre Jr., really acquired kind of taste, mm -hmm. very not WWE style. When I found out he was even getting signed to WWE, I was like, oh, this is interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this translates. And for a long time, it did not. <laughs> so they've had him do a lot of stuff. Talking on the microphone, he was one of the earliest guys in 205 Live to really be against flippy stuff. So, um, so good. <laughs> no fly zone. No fly zone. And, you know, he had him wrestling and, and you know, we look like tidy whities without wristbands for a while. He was very naked looking. It was, it was really a lot. Um, <laughs> they've, give, they've given the man a T-shirt. <laughs> and they've given, them, given him this gimmick where he's uh, speaking alongside Enzo Amore. And I really think he's starting to find a stride as a talker, as evidenced by his work in this promo on Monday Night Raw, which we wanted to put over this week. Knock, knock, who's in? Incompetento. Because if you're talking incompetent, oh you're talking Are you having a stroke? So, what are you doing? this title back. Ain't that right, Gabo Goulet? Yeah, man, that's right. <laughs> yeah, man, that's right. Because so there is only one word to <laughs> describe you, and I am going to spell it out for, for you. you. Yeah. Oh, I'm here for it. His little arm gestures. He did oh the something. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm here for that. Hopefully they give him more opportunities to do stuff. Because if he can get his personality over, um, I think he'll be a big success. 
Does anybody remember where Drew Gulak is from? Philly. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. He is from Philadelphia, <laughs> where the greatest things on earth come from, <laughs> including people who can't speak that have a microphone. <laughs> on Tides and Vines. Really? Is that where you're from? Yes. Oh. Northeast Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> Castor and Cartman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put over Sami Zayn. Uh, he was a guest on Edging Christian where he talked about his heel turn and his career. And it's fun to listen to three affable Canadians uh, be really nice but also rib each other and talk about wrestling. Mm. But I, I really liked – Sammy is one of those guys, and, and you can hear this whenever Kevin Owens talks about him, who's very cerebral and is always thinking about the business and has strong opinions. So th- this is him talking about uh, his discovery of, of what it means to have a great match. I, I get was that. talking to Finn one time, and I go, you know, what? what's a great match? Who's to say? Because I've seen, quote-unquote, great matches that I thought were terrible. But if the crowd is going crazy, does that make it a great match? What's the barometer for a great match? And I remember one thing he said was, he's like, well, a good match, a great match stands the test of time. That's one of the mm-hmm. true marks of a great mm-hmm. match. And That's it's the point. truth when you watch, like, Sean and Brett, uh, you know, the Iron Man match, or Sean uh, or Brett and, you know, Stone Cold at WrestleMania – all these matches that we view timeless, you watch them now, they hold up. Mm-hmm. You know, no, my matches from know, 04, breaking into the States, which I thought were great at the time, you watch them now, they're probably atrocious, but that's, that's the difference. There's tons of great stuff. Like, I had trouble picking out what I wanted to put mm-hmm. over yeah. from this interview, but keep listening. It gets even better from there. Uh, that is Edge and Christian's pod of awesomeness. Yes. That's so fun. good. So, and no Stone Cold impersonator this year. What? Or this week. Let's go. I wish there had been. But we we just did it. We did it. It's here. We did it. Well, that does it for Tights and Vines. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our host are Mike Eagle. What is this for? This is the Halloween edition. Daniel Redford, along with me, Halloween Lovely. I have a live show this Sunday. At 7 p.m. downtown at the Moroccan, it is We Got This live, uh, along with Can I Pet Your Dog. That is two Max Fun uh, podcasts for the price of one. You can get tickets to the door, or you can go to halloublin.com forward slash live uh, to get a $5 discount on those tickets. Our guest will be Janet Varney. We're going to be picking the best Disney villain of all time. Nice. So that That's... is a lot of fun. Danielle, you have a show yeah, this weekend. This show is stupid, and I still kind of can't believe that I'm on this. So um, this freaking service, circus um, and um, uh, ladies group is doing a fundraiser for Swing Left to flip the house, and um, their tickets are on sale. Um, it's this. It's Saturday. Um, <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. Um, so Saturday. there's comedy. Um, by Morgan Murphy, Solomon Giorgio, Jamie Lee, Andy Kindler, Nick Thune, and me. There is Wrestling by JTG, Super Panda, Luchasaurus, um, Ryan Nemeth, a.k.a. Um, Briley, uh, Briley Pierce, a.k.a. Hot Young Briley, a.k.a. my personal trainer. Um, so um, the tickets are like, if you get them ahead of time, I think they're like 35 bucks. But there's an open bar all night. Where so, is this? Like, it is. Do, 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 do. Thank you. That actually is good information for me to tell people, although I will be retweeting it everywhere. It is happening at Pollution Studios. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be so good. I can't believe I'm on the show. I'm going to have the best time uh, telling these jokes and watching that wrestling. 
Nice. All right. Mike, you're here this weekend. I'm staying my ass home. So, yeah, I got nothing to put over on that tip, but buy my album again. Yeah, <laughs> listen to that. It. It's so good. I keep, just keep, like, telling people. I, I I mean, I've been sharing it on social media, but I've also been one-on-one yes. recruiting people Word to listen. <laughs> including, like, uh, my wife and I had a really long drive, and I was playing it for her. She's like, this is great. Hey. Like, it's really Not that she was surprised that it would be Rumbling great, but, like, family she love. loved it. Yeah. Yeah, so, you you real over in the Loveland house. Oh, yeah. It's over like Rover in the Loveland household, for <laughs> um, sure. Much appreciated. Yeah, and uh, also, you did the Halloween edition of Deadass. I folks did. should watch that. Yeah, watch Deadass. Oh, my God. What am I thinking? Please, like, what are you? We, I got oh it. God. We, I got it. Thank <laughs> you. Watch Deadass, because Deadass is super fun. 17 minutes is Halloween edition, though, so strap in. <laughs> Get ready to chuckle. It's real good. I watched it while I was putting on my makeup. All right. Thank you, Danielle. Oh, there wow. you have it. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you to all of the Max Fun members who've chosen to donate to this show and keep the lights on when we're here in the studio. And we'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, Razzlin. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.